you woke up this morning, it's a good day. If you woke up healthy, it's a good day. If you woke up refreshed, then it's a good day. So get up, get out, get on your way. If you woke up broke, it's still a good day. And if you woke up diseased, it's still a good day. And if you woke up exhausted, it's still a good day. Because you woke up, so get on your way. Welcome to Travel by Proxy, the show where we leave our house so you don't have to. I'm Andrea. And I'm Aaron. In each episode, we feature a destination anywhere from right in our neighborhood to far off lands. We bring you our experience, some history, and a taste of each destination by sampling something unique to it. So whether you're listening to this in your car, in a train, on a plane, or in Spain, you'll learn about something to add to your bucket list. Or to remove from it, and in this week's episode, we explore the city of Manila in the Philippines, taste some red horse beer, and learn about what it's like to travel to the Philippines for work. So sit back and take a journey with us as we talk about the world outside your window. And we have a very special guest with us on this episode. Justin, please introduce yourself. I'm very special. My name is Justin Ropella. I am the spouse of, uh, of Andrea here. And, that's uh, right. And yeah, that's me. We are in your spare bedroom studio. <laughs> well, well it's... our spare bedroom studio. Yeah. Your, as I'm looking across the table at both oh, of you. Oh yeah. It is the collective your. Mm-hmm. The royal you. The royal you. The royal you. <laughs> <laughs> How's everybody doing today? Pretty good. Good. Doing well. Doing well. Yeah. Um. So Justin, tell us what we're drinking today. We are drinking a red horse beer, which is made in the Philippines. Um, it is one of three beers that are really readily available uh, in the city there. You get this. There is San Meg. Well, I guess four beers because there's San Meg and San Meg Light. That's mm-hmm. sort of like the Budweiser at San Miguel. Mm. Um, and then there's one called Brew Kettle, which is like Hefeweizen sort of style. Oh, okay. uh, but Red Horse is, is the one that I like the most because it's... Got a little more flavor than San Mig and isn't half of Bison, which I like, but I'm you know, not in the mood for it all the time. Yeah, and I found that this one's brewed by San Mig. Is it? I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. well, I mean, it, when I went to look up like a link for this one, the only link that I could find was one that links to San Miguel's brewing website. That makes sense. It's, it makes sense that it would be a variety mm-hmm. of theirs. But, um, I mean, you see San Mig everywhere. It's just like seeing Budweiser logos all over the place like you do here. True. So it's just like billboards, buildings, buses, like everything's got San Mig all over it. Yeah, definitely. So, but Red Horse is better. Red Horse is better. <laughs> all right. So let's uh, do our little, uh, well, we have it in the bottle. We didn't actually pour it out into a uh, thing. So Aaron, will you hold up the taster so we can look at it and see the color? It's very amber. Yeah. Like a typical lager. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really it. That's I mean, yeah, it's pretty much a gold amberish color. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do a nose. It tastes like a traditional. Smells, um, smells, hmm? smells like a traditional. Yeah, lager. I'm getting very synesthetic right now. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, it smells like a traditional lager. Um, there's not really a too much you know to it on the nose. Let's taste yeah. it. Oh, actually, I like the I like the taste on that. I can see why you drank this when you were in the Philippines. Aaron's face is priceless right now. He hates it as I anticipated. Yep. <laughs> it's 
It is. It's a little stronger than than the regular lagers that are available. And in fact, it's a sort of a. Uh, it seems like sort of a big deal that it's stronger. It's funny. The first time I was there, um, I had one in my hand, and like three or four people from my office. We were at an event. It was okay that I was drinking. I wasn't at work. Um, <laughs> said, "Oh, Red Horse! You're drinking a Red Horse? Like it was." You know, like I was drinking straight vodka or something. I was like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's 8%, so it's a little stronger. But I don't know, it just tastes like it has more flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it does. It has a lot more maltier character to it. Yes. I'm really Which glad that I we like were that. smart and I brought water up here. <laughs> um, I would point out, though, that this... So we got this uh, six-pack of Red Horse here in, in the United States, in Minnesota. Uh, and this does taste a little different than it did there. I would so, imagine so. I, I don't know. Ex- I don't know how to describe it exactly, but the flavor is is definitely a little bit different. Well, I think it would probably have to be because over. Here, well, I really don't know about the laws in in Manila, but I know here there's a pretty strict like pasteurization and district like um, distribution policy. Sure. Before it can go out. Which I'm sure they actually have in the Philippines as well. I have no idea what any of the laws are. I just drink the stuff. It might be or that it... you're closer to the brewing, so it's easier to get much fresher product. That could be. Yeah. Or it could just be like, um, there are certain brands that are, I mean, it does, this says it's actually imported, so it's likely an imported beer. But um, there are certain imported beers that are actually brewed in the U.S., Mm-hmm. Well, and people say that about Guinness too—that it tastes different there, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know. Who knows? But yeah. Well, and like uh, the clearer bottles, like this one has sort of a clearer bottle. It's—I mean, it's a dark bottle, but it's still yeah clear. Um, there it's... is a certain element of light pollution that happens, and there are some beer nuts that will say like, "Oh, light pollution can alter the flavor profile of a beer." I'm Maybe pushing up my true. glasses right now. That that was good. I, I'm glad you did that. Uh, it's it, it is it could also be like you know when it is imported, maybe it's passed through some sort of like either an X-ray or a mm. uh, like a UV filter to see if anything is being secreted in said bottles. Um, so that could actually do something to the brew itself a little bit. But uh, so we could be drinking the X-Men. Cool. I mean, I wish that drinking beer gave me superpowers because I might like make it happen more often, but I don't think that happens. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. It just makes it, the superpower that beer gives me is it makes me make the face the that face. Justin enjoyed so much. <laughs> so, so um, Justin, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what it's like to uh, kind of how do you actually like I know you have to travel for work, but when you have to go to a foreign country, it's different. Um, because normally when you have to travel for work, like Aaron and I have traveled for work, and you've traveled for work in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, like it's it's easy to find like things to do, things to see. How do you differentiate when you have to go to a country that you you're not you're not familiar with? Partially, it's research, and partially, it's relying on the people you're there working with. Um, so it, it's a little bit unique, especially in my case. Because I uh, go there and the people that I work with actually work U.S. shifts. So they're working when our regular day shift are uh, is happening. So that means that it's when like I'm there... It's the night for them. Yeah, I'm working overnights mm-hmm. when I'm there. So things aren't always open. It's definitely a lot different. Um, so you have to do a little bit of research to make sure, like, find restaurants that 
serve food that isn't just breakfast food at you know five six a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, find things that are not going to close before you're or that are you know open before work and and aren't going to be drinking because you can't drink before you go to work. Mm-hmm. So things like that. Um, but you know I did a lot of googling beforehand. Um, I had been there once before as well, so I, I had some things on my list that I noticed the first time that I could kind of circle back to this this more, uh, second time. So but and then you just talk to the people there because they're the ones. <laughs> Who know the best stuff especially everybody who's working overnights they know like go here avoid this this is better mm-hmm. this place is terrible like here are some things you can do that's awesome yeah my uh my mother-in-law has also had to go to the philippines for work because she mm. works for 3m mm. so nice it's um it, it is it's a lot of fun um you know the the people there are great the food is incredible um and you know there's there's so much to see and so much to do uh, the first time I was there, we went out and did quite a lot of activity, like several hours from the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took kind of a, one was a bus trip, one was a van trip. And then this time we focused on staying in the city because there's so much to see there that I didn't get a chance to. So it, it's nice to have the opportunity to go. That's great. So we're a, we're a real, like, um, as you can probably guess with the the beer and stuff, and you actually listen to our podcast. So thank you very much for that, honey. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, what... Uh, we're a very food-oriented podcast or a taste-oriented podcast. Um, what f- to you is the like th- your go-to thing that you have to get when you go to the Philippines? Okay, so their food is so good. Um, but if I had to narrow it down, there are there are two there are two things that I love. One of them is a dish called sisig, which is. Um, it's a pork dish, so it's like it's actually like pork face. So it's like cheeks and ears Ooh. and nose and stuff. Like it's all kind of like stuff from the head of a pig, uh, chopped up and um, and seasoned and served on a sizzling plate that then has like an egg cracked over it and you mix Ooh. it all up. Do you know how to spell that? Oh uh, yeah, it's S I S I G. Delicious, absolutely delicious. And then you, um, there's this little, um, it looks sort of like a little lime. It's called a calamansi. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like this little citrus fruit that you then squeeze over the top of it as well before you eat it. Super good. I loved it the first time I was there. I got it a bunch this time too. And then I had it in a another format this time because there was a place that served seasick pouches. So I don't even know what the pouch was made of, but it was real good. <laughs> was it kind of like, uh, like, like a tortilla type of thing it was almost more like i kind of like more like a husk a little bit or because it was it was something that was a little more rough like i think it was some sort of vegetable maybe or i don't know like a leaf of some sort yeah yeah okay so that was really good um the other thing that i love is a dessert um called hollow hollow which is a lot of fun. Um, So the literal translation of that is mix, mix. And uh, my team there likes to make fun of the names of everything being duplicated because they're just like, I don't know, we just say it twice. (laughs) (laughs) So mix, mix, uh, because you do mix it when you get it. And it is, uh, when I first looked at it, it seemed... Did you ever see that episode of Friends where Rachel tries to make the trifle? Oh, and everything, it's like half trifle and half like pot roast. Shepherd's roaster. pie. Shepherd's pie, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the pages are stuck together. <laughs> when I first read about Hollow Hollow and the ingredients, I was kind of like, is this a trifle situation that we got going on? Because it was like uh, ice cream, candied fruits, uh, yam, 
beans. <laughs> a few other things where I'm just like, what? Do these all, are those supposed to be together? Uh, but that that is what it is. And you get all this this huge thing in a bunch of layers, and then you mix it all up and you eat it. And it's sort of like a sweet, ice creamy um, dessert that every I don't know everything's just really good so yeah it's I um I actually had the opportunity when we went to New York to try Hala Hala and it was absolutely delicious I mean I had I had it with soft serve which yeah she had like the fast food version yeah. but it was still it was still really good. super super good because it's usually the like big scoops out of a tub kind of thing right yeah it's and then um the the yam that's in there is like a scoop it almost looks like ice cream too because it's this like purple scoop oh, of ice cream yeah. and it's a purple yam called uh, an ube um and and that is really sweet on its own and mm. so then you've got that and so it looks like it's a ton of ice cream but in reality it's not very much ice cream at all it's a lot of ice and then a little ice cream and that yam and then the rest of the mm-hmm. stuff and there's like sweetened condensed milk in there and mm. all kinds of stuff so and then you just mix it all up yeah, mix it all up and you eat it and yeah you feel good so oh it's word. meant to keep everybody cool on hot days that's which a good thing there are a lot of <laughs> which uh i know that um I'm I'm not gonna mention it when we get to our social episode, and I do talk about my cruise. Um, but I had a drink called a Coco Loco, mm. um, which the way they did it, because they just had people walking around the island with like you know like we hey we want drinks, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like pineapple, orange, passion fruit, guava, like all of the the like tropical fruits and and citrus, and then it's all blended together, and then when you buy it. They just pour a whole bunch of rum on top, and then Yum. you like shake it up, mm-hmm. and uh, that oh, helped that help keep so me good. cool. And it did re- like the the description of like mixing all this stuff up with the ice and the ice cream yep. to just kind of keep your head cool and therefore like regulate your body temperature. It reminded me of that. I would sign up for one of those easily. Yes, <laughs> yeah. The um the last thing that I really loved food wise is another repeated name dish called gising gising. I think that's how it's pronounced. It's G I S I N G, and then repeated. And that one I just tried on the very last day of this trip where I was leaving. We went to a Filipino like comfort food kind of restaurant, and and my team was just like, "This is what we're getting. These are all the good things. Let just try all of this." And that was sort of just like an afterthought side dish oh um it is um it's this bean it's called a winged bean and it it looks like a big almost like a star fruit like it's got sort of jagged jagged edges like that and it's long and green Hmm. um not quite in the star shape but it's like that yeah and then um and that's chopped up and cooked with really spicy chilies Mm -hmm. and coconut milk and there was just this little bowl of it on the table and i like i had sampled a lot of the things and i had that i was like i just can i i'm gonna just eat this whole bowl that's that's okay right (laughs) that that's my favorite justin moment of going out to eat and sampling a whole bunch of dishes with him is the moment where he just goes this is mine now (laughs) i choose you (laughs) it happens when we go and taste beer too because Mm. like we'll get a whole flight of beer and we'll go through and we'll taste a sip of each one and then clearly one will be his favorite and he'll give me this eye like you're done now. You're done now. And then it'll just be like, <laughs> I found my match. This one's mine. <laughs> you don't get any more. You can have all the others that didn't measure up. It's true. I get all of the others, which is why I usually end up falling asleep at 8 o'clock p.m. In fairness, I also fall asleep at 8 p.m. and would anyway. So you're just, I just, it levels it out. <laughs> 
now I get what that's why you do it. <laughs> <laughs> um so besides like the the Filipino foods, um well, I guess not besides the Filipino foods, but um my my other my other favorite experience with you was hearing about Jollibee. Oh yeah, Jollibee. because this is something that our listeners aren't familiar with, and I mentioned it a little bit. No, I actually didn't mention it during our Brooklyn episode. Mm-mm. I've talked about it with some of my friends. Um, can you tell us what Jollibee is? I sure can. Jollibee is uh, it's like the fast food chain of the Philippines. So it's sort of I mean they have McDonald's, but it's like the Filipino McDonald's, right? Okay. So um, it is primarily a chicken place. Um, but really amusingly at all fast food restaurants there, it's a little bit different than here. There's always chicken on the menu and the chicken is always served with rice and there's always spaghetti as an option too. So <laughs> like even at McDonald's, you can get all, you can get fried chicken and spaghetti and rice. Fun fact. Uh, the Philippines is the only country in the world where you can still get spaghetti on the menu at McDonald's. And it is indeed called the Mick Spaghetti. <laughs> It's, it's ketchup and spaghetti noodles. Oh, it's not no. ketchup. It's well, a, I know. It's a sweet it's a spaghetti sweet. sauce. Okay. So in the Philippines, the spaghetti sauce is very sugary. And in fact, if you're buying spaghetti sauce in the grocery store there, they have like a, a section for spaghetti sauce. And then they have a section that's labeled differently as Italian spaghetti sauce. Oh. So it is different. I don't love it. But it's... It's meant for kids, I think, for the most part. But anyway, mm-hmm. Jollibee is their their fast food restaurant it serves all those things it also serves burgers um but maybe their chicken is pretty good i gotta admit it's tasty and is it generally fried chicken or grilled chicken fried chicken okay and they have a spicy fried chicken where like it's just the regular fried chicken but then they dump some sort of like spice mixture on it and it's just really good so i had that a couple of times because you can't not when you're there because we don't have them around here i did find out though that we do have them in the united states oh um there is one in new york where i brought her because i was like we have to um and i know um vegas i think has one too yes so and i'm sure there are probably some in california i would imagine because it's a pretty heavily filipino population maybe hawaii probably wouldn't surprise me at all but um but yeah it is very inexpensive fast food and um, their logo is a like a very happy little cartoon bee, <laughs> <laughs> and he is jolly indeed. That's nice. What is the um, like the most unique place you you visited or tried to seek out when you were in the Philippines? Well, as I know your listeners would know, you and I are suckers for a speakeasy, and there is one that was a block away from our hotel. Uh, that is a speakeasy behind a 7-Eleven. What? Yeah, so it's like a like a stockroom style door that you walk into in a 7-Eleven and behind it is a, a speakeasy. Bar. And so I was very excited about this place. It was like on my def- definite to-do list. And my coworker and I were, were like, yep, we got to do this. This is going to be great. So mm-hmm. he and I um, were out one night. It was like over one of the weekends and we were finally like, okay, it's evening and we're not working. Let's do this. And we went over and they wouldn't let us in because we were wearing shorts and he was wearing like flip flops, uh, which apparently they have a dress code. their dress code, which oh. we didn't know about, which immediately completely changed my perception of the place because as much as I love speakeasies, I really hate pretentious rules. Yep. And I'm like, I will wear my cargo shorts wherever I want. <laughs> and, and so the moment that happened, I was like, well, now I don't want to go here. So we just left. 
<laughs> we went to another place. I was like, nope, never again. It's now, it's gone from my I must, must do this list to, eh, screw that place. <laughs> so that's the most unique place I almost went. <laughs> the, um, the other place that I remember you telling me about that was, that was interesting to me because I've never actually done it before was Korean barbecue. Oh, yeah. Mm. Have we... you ever done it before, Aaron? Um, I haven't done Korean barbecue. I've done the Mongolian barbecue at cons, but that's about it. Uh, I th- I think we have them around here. I just have never really looked or gone. But if we do, I highly recommend it. We went to one there, and it's um, it's actually like a barbecue thing at your table. Oh wow! So you sit. We were sitting at a booth, and it's got this like ring in the center of the table with a little pit in there, and they would come and throughout the dinner, um, it was just a set menu, mm-hmm. um, and throughout the meal they would come and put different grates on it and cook di- things differently on it. So there were, um, you know, like some vegetable dishes and things because we had this just bevy of side dishes and appetizers and so then they would start cooking some of those things and then they would bring the main course which was uh, several different types of meat and oh my god it was so good it was so good and so they they just did it all for you and kind of kept the servers would just come through and and do it i think you could flip it and everything if you wanted to but we didn't know what the heck we were doing so like, we'll trust you <laughs> yeah this, this will be a hockey puck Le- if i'm in leave charge this to the professionals kind of thing. <laughs> right so that was that was a delicious meal no because the only the only korean place that i've been to locally was mirror of korea which is in saint paul which is in kind of in Frogtown mm-hmm. midway area um but that's delicious and yeah uh, if you go get bul- bulgogi there do it just do it. Mm-hmm. So I had never had that until I was at this place. I'd never had, is it bulgogi? Bulgogi. 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 Um, so I'd never had it before. And I'm, I'm a little picky in that, like, I don't really like seafood. Mm-hmm. Vinegar is not really my bag. So a lot of Korean food is like kimchi and stuff yep. that's really sour and fermented. So a lot of it, I just kind of think like, eh, it's not for me. Um, so, and I wasn't really sure what was in that. I just started eating it and I still don't know what was in it, but I yeah. know it was delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. No, the nice thing about Korean restaurants, and I know we're getting a little far afield, but it's the same kind of situation where it's like you order a dish and then they bring you the like 15 little sides that you can mix in or have on their own as yeah. as you want. So it's like if you don't want the kimchi, it's not in the dish. You can add it at your at your leisure kind of thing. Good. Yeah. And that's how it was here, too. It was just like in a little side bowl mm-hmm. with everything else. You know, there's everything was separate. Yeah. Uh, I would like to mention that one of the I think the most unique things about the Philippines that I never knew about until I went there and people seem not to know about when I talk about it are the public transport, the public transportation. Um, they're called jeepneys. Have you ever heard of that? Jeepneys. Jeepney. Mm-hmm. What are the, what's that? So jeepneys, uh, came out of world war two. So after world war two ended, mm-hmm. there were a lot of jeeps that were just sort of left, left everywhere. There. Oh, okay. And so they were repurposed and used for public transportation. They would just kind of gut the back of them. People would climb in, hang off the sides, and that would just get people to and from places. And that sort of started a tradition that they've extended into uh, their standard public transportation. So now when you are going around the city, you'll just see them everywhere, just like city buses here, where uh, they are extended cab jeeps that have benches put in the back 
Hmm. And that's the primary form of public transit. Huh. They have like a metro train, but it, I never actually even saw it, I don't think, because it doesn't really, it's sort of like ours where it runs in very specific places. Mm-hmm. Um, but jeepneys are everywhere and there's jeepney stops in different places and um, and they're all painted differently and themed differently and like really decorated, sort of like the, um, if you ever watched Sense8, um, yeah. the buses mm. that the, oh, the character yeah. drove, um, the, the Jean-Claude Van Damme uh-huh. bus, you know, it's, it's sort of like that. They're really elaborately decorated and painted and named and things like that so and they're just all over the place they're everywhere and that that is i mean that is the bus do they drive specific routes then yeah oh, okay there are specific That's routes super and, cool yeah there's like jeepney stops just like bus stops and so does do you get in based on like a number or by like the color of the bus um, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm not sure how the routes are named. Because I'm literally just imagining people sitting there like, oh, are you waiting for the uh, are you waiting for the purple and gold? <laughs> no, I'm waiting for the blue sparkle. Are you, are you waiting <laughs> for the Ave Maria? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm waiting for the uh, saving grace. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. Um, or if it's just like you can pick up any of them on a specific stop because they all are mm-hmm. heading in the same direction or I'm not sure. But I know I know my hotel was about 15 minutes uh, walk away from one of the major stops at one of the malls. So mm-hmm. every time I would go down there, I would just see a sea of Jeeps coming in. It was always really cool. We asked you a lot about the food and um, I want to make sure that we also ask, we also talk about some of the other stuff that you wanted to bring up. Um, is there anything that we didn't ask you about that you wanted to talk about? Um, well, I just think that one of the um, the interesting history things that I learned while I was there, we spent a day going to uh, like museums and monuments, and we went to a place called Fort Santiago, which was a Spanish colonial fortress, and mm-hmm. then later in World War II was used as a fort and a prison, um, and is now a historical site, and that is also where their national hero was executed. Oh, wow. And there is a, um, a shrine to him there and a lot of history about him. I really didn't know anything about him at all other than his name, which is Jose Rizal. And I just figured, war hero, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I really didn't know a lot. And when I went, I found out, in fact, he was not a war hero. He was a, a novelist and a poet and... A revolutionary, mm-hmm. and he incited revolution. Oh wow! So much more, uh, much more Trotsky than uh, than Lenin. Yes, and I was so just uh, my assumption of what any country's quote national hero would be. Mm-hmm. Um, it just completely wiped away what that preconception was, and learning about him was so interesting. Um, and it's it's a really beautiful history because it really is about anti colonialism and you know claiming your land for your people. And getting the Spanish out um, and and trying to like make sure that you can live your own life because, I mean, the Philippines have gone through quite a lot of tumult. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So seeing that history, I I thought was really, really valuable. And and we walked through a Spanish colonial um, mansion that was... Uh, like a replica of what someone would have lived in at the time and it just so it, you know you started to feel very much like in that time period and starting wow. to really understand what someone like Jose Rizal is living in and dealing with so it was it's a really beautiful history I think there's a lot to be learned because so much of their history has been wiped out mm-hmm. uh, so much was yeah. destroyed by colonialism that they don't even know what some of their yeah. older history is um, so it's, it's also where you get like so many Spanish style names mm-hmm. very much so yeah Wow. So you would recommend then if somebody was visiting the Philippines that they would take like a tour? Yeah, there's it's um it's all within a little city. Um so Metro Manila has several cities within it. 
and this historical um, city is called Intramuros, and it is a walled city. Um, it's like a stone wall that in- surrounds this whole area that used to just all be Spanish colonial fortress. Mm-hmm. And inside now there's, um, you know, like a, a consulate and the governor's mansion and um, several like cobblestone streets and squares. It's really beautiful. There's little, uh, several museums there along with Fort Santiago, lots of history to learn. So definitely check out Intramuros if you have a chance when you're there. That's utterly fascinating. Um, so basically, uh, I, I mean, like, I want, I want to go. Like, <laughs> I, I really, like, I mean, I, I'd really like to go, not when it's as warm as it was when you went. So hot in the summer. Our <laughs> summer. Yeah. 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 Also, I mean, I would, I would still go to the dress code um, speakeasy. You, you might be able to convince me if we're there. Yeah, I was, yeah. I just got cranky. I would still well, go to the dress code speakeasy. I know my team would be very happy if you came along, because every time they're like, next time you come, you got to bring Andy. <laughs> <laughs> they want to meet you so badly. And I'm ha- and I, Aaron, next time you and I are in, like, we, we go to, if we go to ever go on that Vegas trip, I think you and I have to taste some of that Jolly Bee. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Get that chicken. Or at least get some mixed spaghetti at some point. <laughs> <laughs> because... I mean, the idea, like, fried chicken, spaghetti, um, well, really, any of these things sound delicious. It seriously, it, it also, like, brings up the thought of, uh, like, Skyline Chili from Cincinnati, because mm-hmm. it's, like, the weird liquid, uh, you know, chili on spaghetti with beans and cheese and onions, is I think, when it's fully loaded. I would eat mixed spaghetti over that crap any day. Probably. All day. <laughs> <laughs> but we're out of time for today. It doesn't mean our show has to end. You can contact us by leaving a comment at fans, I'm sorry, at travelbyproxy.com or emailing fans at travelbyproxy.com. Our Travel by Proxy theme is Good Day by Alex, copyright 2012. Our closing music is Now We're Talking by Jerris, copyright 2015, both of which are licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license and can be found at dig.ccmixter.org. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it and we wish you a look out your window. Moving peace stones and your rearranging all the pieces that you find. Now we're talking about things and places, all the names and the faces, all the people that you love.